Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 381 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here, and could you turn these headphones down? Because Brian was sitting here before. <laughs> I'm sorry, you never sit in that spot. I don't. It's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, I'm not okay with this. No, I, I sit here for Soundwave. And Gordon. What's up? And first time person on the show, Jason. Hey, how we doing? I mean, we're doing okay, but how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Uh, so far, so good. I, right, you I know, made the drive up. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, we'll get into that in a minute. This show has a little bit of different energy than the other ones. I'm just going to talk over a bunch of people. It's yeah, going to be great. That works fine for me. Uh, before we get too deep here, out, so. I want to give a big shout out to the patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Happen Rail Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. Carlos, you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons the other day, and I can't quite remember what it was. So you know how, like, uh, Russia is this whole thing going on. And, yeah, it's and very war crimey right now. And there's this whole uh, international space station that, like, has to have... And they, and they refuse to give the American space uh, astronauts a ride? Yeah. So they have to call, like, Space Uber? So, or Spoober? <laughs> so it turns out, guess what our uh, Black Belt patrons are doing? Fun. They're, they're they're trying to put together their own space program. The black belt patrons are. Yeah. Is it called Blaze? No, it's Blind not called that. Blind Ninja Studios goes space. <laughs> What's it called? In space. It, it doesn't have a name. It's. it's <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's not very well thought out. They were drunk when they were putting it together. It's it's not very far. It's like, patronic. <laughs> And, like, let's be honest, they're spending most of their money to be patrons and not for funding this. So, I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, it has zero funding. So, it's <laughs> it's not very far along, but I think give five to ten years, they might have something that can launch a bottle rocket pretty high up. <laughs> How high is high? Pretty. Pretty high. Okay. <laughs> like, high enough where, you know, you're, like... You're higher up in the atmosphere than normal. All right, hang on. What grade child would say, whoa? I mean, I think every grade child would say, whoa, at, even at the level of the bottle rocket height that they're accomplishing right now. That's nah, not true. Was it? Was it? Because uh, once you become a teenager, you're just like, well, and you know, sucks. they're Red. also working on uh, repurposing actual bottles into bottle rockets. I mean, teenagers do like blowing shit up. They really do. So. I was a teenager once. I am. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's not going well. They've got a couple tickets for, the, for it so far because, you know, the glasses do eventually come back down and shatter. And that's littering. It is littering. Yeah. What's that movie about the rockets? Not October not a, Sky? Yeah. Yes, thank you. I just thought of a new game. <gasps> you do the bottle rockets... But you have to try to figure out a way to uh, strategically place your recycling bins so they fall into the recycling bins. So you're recycling with science. Oh. oh. I like hearing about new games I'm just going to lose over and over again. <laughs> Isn't Every, that just most of them? That, that's yeah, that's, that's the beauty of this game. No one Carlos, loses. I, I, 
I, I'm, I'm not sure how to deal with this new dynamic of turning left to make snide comments instead of right. Like, it's... You it's can a, still turn right. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want Jason to come back. Like... I have, I have no life. I'll come back, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you'd like to become a patron and join... Um, uh, what, what what was their name of their the un, the yet to be named yet black be belt patron uh, space agency? Uh, head over to patreon.com slash studies and become a patron today. I hope we hear more about our from our patrons our black belt patrons about their space agency in the future. Right? I assume it's space force, right? That's already been taken. It's space force it. two, yeah. space force here. It turns out electric you, boogaloo. <laughs> Yes. It turns out you're not able to create your name or space agency as a sequel to another existing space agency. Oh, Petunias. That sounds awful. Like, you can't call it NASA 2 either. Did you just use Petunias as an aw shucks? Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, Carlos, what have you been up to this past week, man? So I finally got one of the new consoles. I got one of the new Xboxes, the Xbox Series X, whatever version, whatever, whichever, the one that the takes black a disc. or the white one, the, the one that takes a disc. Uh, so a black one. Is it a black cube or a it's a it's a black rectangle. it's a black rectangle. Yeah, it's black rectangle. I hate you. Yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's the good one. Yeah. I I tried to wait and wait and wait to get one because my old Xbox was on its last leg. Also because it hasn't been cleaned since the I'll, day it I'll, left I'll the t- factory. I'll tell you how I got it because I don't want to give like free sponsorships out there without. Uh, but I, I'll tell you after the show how I got it. But basically, I got the email that they're coming in stock. I went down there, gra- picked it up pretty easily, no line or anything like that. I was. First one there. Yeah, so I've had one since release month, and then I now have a PS5 too, yeah. Gordon. So I, I still got to get not a PS5. That hard. See, I didn't want to buy one out the gate because I'm like, my Xbox One works really great. And then all of a sudden it started to sound like it was going to take off like a fucking helicopter so, and put a skylight in my roof. So, getting And the, then it finally said, fuck you, we're done. That That's what the X is for. So, like, I'd, I like it wasn't a big deal to me. Like, I was a little bummed I couldn't get one until now. But, like, but then, like, uh, the new Elden Ring got dropped. I didn't want to play it on PS4 or any older console. I wanted to play it on a new console. And so I picked up Elden Ring, and I've been playing. I've put 16 hours in so far since getting out on Friday. I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, so Elden Ring is from the same people who do Dark Souls yep. and Bloodborne and all those yep. games. And. I love this game, and, and I found out just how big the map was. So this entire time, I've been on this like, giant map, wandering around, killing stuff, getting killed a lot, and then I find out that oh, that is just like one region out of five. There's like five other regions. This is a gigantic map. So I've, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. What's awesome? Anything else? It's uh, been two weeks, man. Two weeks. Well, it's too bad that I don't got anything else going on in my life other than that. <laughs> you know, I'd say that's sad, but you do you, man. It goes that's uh, part of the course. Should, the people should be expecting it is, that. It is. <laughs> well, yeah, Gordon. It's been uh, it's been two weeks for you too. Last time we were down here uh, was with Pharaoh. Yeah, God, that was a fun episode. It. Uh, you know, I didn't go to bed on time. I missed my bedtime, <laughs> and uh, it was a good time. So what? Seven thirty? Yeah, and I think I I think I texted you yeah, trying to eight on weekends. I was trying to do some show edits in there, and I kept missing the cue that I had in my mind's eye of where I wanted to put stuff. You know, I'm surprised you I had a mind's laughing. eye at that point because we were hammered. I paced myself. Yeah, sure you did. Because I'm supposed to be semi-professional yeah, on that I, show. I I do the professional ones now. before that time. Yeah, but I get hate mail from my mom. 
and I'm 33 going on 34 and she still oh, scares me. So my mom doesn't listen because yeah, I say yeah. the F word sometimes. <laughs> my parents, she really doesn't like Fridays for some reason. I don't right? Or food. My, my parents have a computer from like 1995. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. They have no idea what oh, my. anything is. <laughs> <laughs> I get feedback every week from my mom saying this, that, and the other. You could have done anyway. better. Uh, That's just, just feedback for your life. You know, she's right there. You could have done better. But uh, last weekend, because you left town, uh, got Steve and Josh in the same room for the first time since we started. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the first uh, NSLB or No Story Left Behind episode in damn near. A I was year. just thinking, I haven't had a good cry in a while. Right. Yeah. This one, no crying. This was all laughs. Okay. Uh, but it's the first time they had both been in the same room and met in person together. Oh, yeah. So we had a good time. We just, I, I we just started shooting the shit. I had a game plan of what I wanted to do, but because Steve just changed jobs and Josh just sold and bought a new house, like, they didn't have a chance to do. So who's your co-host now? Yes. <laughs> so no i just threw on the mics and we they just started chatting and throwing back and forth and telling stories and this that and the other thing and just had a good time it was a great great way to kick the rust off after like i said we hadn't done an episode in a year yeah about and uh yeah other than that not a whole lot this is the day-to-day crap awesome well, Jason, this is your first time on DOO, um, and we're we're not quite throwing you in the deep end here. You've been on Homebrew Bound a couple of times. You did yep. the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour with yep. uh, with the guys. So uh, why don't you just say a little bit about yourself, let people know who you are. Um, so I guess my name is Jason, so that's an easy start. Um, I'm the head brewer down in Spring Valley for Hop and Barrel Brewing. Um, I've actually been in the brewing industry for going on five Six years now. Math is hard. I've given up on it. Um, and on top of that, I mean, homebrewing for probably 10 years total now. Uh, it's hard to keep track with everything that's going on in life and whatnot. Um, I'm a giant obsessive nerd. So if you give me... Welcome a to the club, man. Yeah, if you give me a topic that I'm interested in, I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole. So I apologize ahead of time. Um... Well, yeah, first time I met him, uh, we went out to lunch at uh, the Squirrel, and we're oh, we we're talking about Mandalorian or something. And I turned to Brian, I'm like, "You hired a good one, bud." Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, you're a great fit over there. You're a great fit here. Great to cool. have you. Yeah, I mean, as long as you have low expectations, you're gonna like me. That's, oh, that's we. Oh, so goes. our secret is we don't have expectations. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've been here for four years. <laughs> yeah, we like Gordon. In. <laughs> no wonder you more than once. <laughs> uh, no, we we just finished uh, recording a uh, a homebrew bound episode with uh, with BJ about mead, and I was a little worried going in, like. I wasn't sure where BJ's knowledge was. Uh, we're, we were just going to talk about mead for a half hour. Well, we spent an hour talking about mead because Jason apparently knows all about mead. I know enough to be dangerous, which is generally how I describe myself in every situation. Perfect. Yeah. Um, um, but no, that was it ended up being a fantastic episode. Good. And Glad to hear. Yeah. And we had a mead that tasted like you just dipped a spoon in honey yep. and then ate it. It, it was, was it was so awesome. good. I'm mad that we again for for a first mead. He did a very good job. That's I wish my first beer tasted half that good. That's why you start with mead. That <laughs> makes a lot more sense. I started with a half of Eisen instead. See, Figured I, that would be easy. I've oh. always been gun shy about why? mead because I thought 
it was more complicated because than I was listening to Better Brewing Radio, and that's what they told me to start with. I mean, no. Spe- like I don't know if you meant Spencer, <laughs> but Spencer could make a mead. You, you, you so start, like, it's not that. Start, start with a pale ale, a uh, pale ale, or an IPA, preferably an IPA, because then you can have all this wonderful hop character to cover up any mistakes you potentially yeah, made. Yeah, but hop. so I figured a hefeweizen would cover up any of my fermentation mistakes, which kind of did. That's fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, what have you been up to the past few weeks? Like, or I guess, what are you doing in town right now? Just um, up in town. I'm. That was me. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. These mic stands are a little squeaky. <laughs> yeah, sure. Blame the mic stand. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm up in town, um, actually trying to do a little bit of collaboration and diagnosing on the brew system up in uh, Hudson for Hop and Barrel, uh, trying to get more of a eyes, eyes and hands on the operation up there, uh, just so if any questions come down my way, I feel more confident in my knowledge base of being able to actually have a um, coherent, I guess, opinion on the matter of... Are you guys brewing anything fun tomorrow? Uh, j- uh, we're doing Crooked. Okay. Yeah. So just standard, like, calibration good, brew and... Good, good old standard calibration brew, and, I mean, it's it's something that they brew a lot up there, and it's obviously going to come up on the schedule quite frequently, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, it's, it, it's a matter of trying to figure out how they want to operate things up there and try to do a collaborative knowledge transfer and uh, try to figure out where everyone's at so we can be on the same page. All right. So but if you're the same brewery in two locations, don't you have the brew- same brew system? No. Why is that? Because 15 barrels in Spring Valley would be a heck of a lot of beer. <laughs> That's a lot of beer for Spring Valley. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm brewing on a barrel and a half system down there, which I actually brew a barrel at a time and then double batch into two barrel fermenters. Yep. So, so I actually have a really important question for you. Forty-two. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that actually works. Is um, that where you got no, the two from earlier? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, so, so uh, did you see the new Batman movie? I have not. Good. All right, then we're good. Uh, <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. I I have the only movie I've been to in the theaters in the past two and a half years is uh, actually the original Jurassic Park because my friend group bought out the entire theater to watch it. Awesome. I want to be part of your friend group. Yeah. Uh, We're awesome. That is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of the best. You're still wrong. Wrong. But no. Jurassic Park is literally one of the best movies of all time. The best movie of all time is Hot Fuzz. No. Yes. Oh, okay, I can't shit. do a singular. No. Movie. So I. I mean, so the Cornetto trilogy I could give because I. I, I alternate between like the mood I'm feeling. I never saw um, the third one. You, what you never saw? World's End. Never saw World's End. So really? I watch. I watch World's End while I was in England, and it. Like right after I did a pub crawl, <laughs> and it just it felt so right. Like and so I just like Fair. kind of associate it with that, but. Oh, man. But yeah, Hot Fuzz is definitely like, I think it's the high point of the Cornetto trilogy. Yep. And uh, my wife has always said that if anyone's going to play me in a movie setting, it would be Simon Pegg. So. 
Does that mean Nick Frost plays your wife, or? <laughs> I would be okay with that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> that may have been unnecessarily mean, I don't know, like. <laughs> I, regardless of the fact, I'm like trying to compare Nick Frost to my wife, I mean, I would gladly snuggle into Nick Frost. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's just a delightful man. <laughs> Great. Anyway. I feel like we went down a rabbit hole again. <laughs> yep, yep. No, no, that's... Uh, you're getting the show. Yeah. <laughs> I got this show like four or five podcasts ago, and I haven't even been on it, so... <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, things I've been up to. Um, last week, I went down to uh, Bon Terre, Missouri. I uh, stayed in Farmington, which is about 15 minutes south. Uh, stopped in St. Louis to give a whole shout-out to uh, Devin. Uh, our uh, official uh, beer light technician. And busy working on that space program. And he's busy working on the space program. Actually, uh, that's why he's so busy right now. He's installing beer lights all over the space station. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm mad I missed out on the weekend he was in town. It, that was him, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Yep. God damn it. Um, yeah, him and his wife were in town, and it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, so stopped uh, stopped in St. Louis. So dove Bonterre mine. Gordon, you would have shit yourself. Uh, it is essentially cave diving without any of the necessary gear. So caves? Uh, yeah, you lost me at necessary gear. Uh, no, so like, so is there a, a they, they say they say it's open water diving, and for the most part, you can like get to the surface in most of the spots without an issue but it's so dark and they don't allow you to bring your own dive light so i couldn't read my gauges half the time why what's the logic be done oh because uh they do big groups of like 10 or 14 and if you have 14 people just shining lights at each other everybody's gonna get lost and confused that's okay right i, I don't see the problem here well, first, for for one, I would like I would at least like to know when I was gonna run out of air and die. Yeah. Um, is there is there a phrase for like doing cave diving? Because I know like for doing cave ex- explorations is spelunking. Uh, it's, it, I mean, spelunking it's it's, is, it's called cave diving. Yeah, is, well, spelunking is, is, is there's not is another fun word like spelunking? Spelunking is such a fun word. Uh, no, I, I think it's perplunking. <laughs> so spelunking. Or kerplunking, or whatever you're doing over there. Uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. Uh, but it was also one of the best dives. Uh, so I I only have 30 dives under my belt right now, but it was the, the final dive on Sunday. So we did five dives. We did three on Saturday, two on Sunday. The final dive on Sunday was the coolest dive I've ever been on. We did, uh, so we went down... Um, Dropped to about 50 feet underwater, went through this um, this tunnel. So there was no surface access for about six minutes that we're swimming through this tunnel. Okay, cool. Um, but also, the safety divers all turned off their lights, so we're in pitch black. Nope. Except for uh, everybody has a little glow stick on their tank. So like you're like just surrounded by... Uh, there was 10 people in this dive, so you can see, you know, like these little fireflies around you. Yeah. And you're in this tunnel, and it's uh, about 30 feet um, floor to ceiling and about 30 feet or 20 feet wide. Um, and so you're just floating in blackness. I've done pitch that black. That's pretty fucking cool. It though. was dope. Le- legit pitch black. That's, this Above that, water. And this is underwater. Yeah. No. At hard pass. Absolutely and it was super dope. Um, and so we, we come out of this tunnel... 
and um, we we come into this room, and so he's showing us this dive map during the briefing, and he's like, we're going off the map. I'm like, well, that's where sea monsters are, and he's like, yep. Uh, <laughs> going off, great boys. <laughs> so we, we, we come into this room that they call the Redwood Forest, and it's cool. aptly named because there's these giant stone pillars about the size of Redwoods oh, going cool. floor to ceiling, but you can't see the so floor because like it's about 200 feet below you. Stalactites or stalactites? No, 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 no it's, it's a mine. If they're, if they're connected. Connecting, then it's just a column. Oh, yep. okay. And and it's a mine, so these are all like hand carved or like oh, man carved, carved. So they're gotcha. like they're they're yeah, perfectly yeah. so. Cylinder. It's basically Moria, but flooded. Yes. No. That's exactly what. Uh, that's cool. exactly what it was. Okay. I was swimming through Moria. I kind of want to do it. And it was it was incredible. So like the like the pillars like they extend about two hundred feet below you. You can you can't see the bottom. You look up and you can kind of see like the glimmer of the surface. About uh, 50, 60 feet ahead uh, ahead of you, and like the pillar extends past that, and you're just swimming through these giant columns, and it's so gorgeous. Cool. So the the column, I assume, when they made the mine, that wasn't flooded then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they so uh, when uh, they have the pumps are still in place, right? So they had ten pumps that ran constantly to keep the mine dry. Uh, they run one pump now to keep the mine at the level it's at. So what was in there that they're mining? Lead. Lead. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're kind of not using a whole lot of that nowadays, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. How so much, it's an old uh, lead mine. How much uh, lead was in that water then? Um, they, they said they've tested it and it's technically safe to drink, but don't. So <laughs> uh, is, is this flint levels or less? Less. Awesome. Yeah. Less than flint. <laughs> Not, I'm curious. So that's you, you not said, a good thing, Casey. You said you had thirty dives, right? I, I have thirty dives. Yep. So can, So I know we've talked about this many times. I take a class. I'm now certified. Does that mean I can just go off and onto Amazon buy my all my diving gear and just go jump into the Saint Croix? Technically, yes. I mean, okay. any, anybody can do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you, you don't even have to be certified to do no, it. No, because I, I went down. Um, we're talking about holes. I went down the uh, the skydiving and base jumping and the the squirrel suit things. What are those? Are fucking called wingsuits? Wingsuits, rabbit hole. And again, it's you get certified and you're ready to go. Yeah. But the people that have a thousand, three thousand plus, you know, jumps under their belt say. Here's the route you should really take. Well, and so yeah, and like so it, um, diving is a it's it's quote unquote an extreme sport is what they classify it as, but um, it's a self-regulating extreme sport. Yeah, there's Um, that whole chance of death thing. Well, yeah, and and that's and that's what it is. It's so that with Doritos too. So like every (laughs) so the like the thing is like you dive your own dive. Um, most, uh, most dive shops won't fill your tank unless you can prove that you have, um, some kind of certification. So if you want to go get your tanks filled somewhere, like you have to be like, Hey, I'm certified with, I did not know that. Yep. Huh. So at bare, so there, I assume so bare minimum, you pass your you your, you, you your pass your class. patty open water, yeah. which gives you. So if you if you do patty open water, you're technically certified to dive down to I think it's sixty or seventy feet. If you do the advanced open water, you can dive down to like 130. Um, but once you like once you hit certain levels, so once you hit about 100 feet, uh, you can get something called narcosis, which is the nitrogen buildup is so much in your system that you get kind of high. 
Yeah, you have the same thing actually on the opposite end of the spectrum too. Oh, going go, high? If, if you go too high in the air, uh, the nitrogen content ends up being a little bit... Uh, it's not that it gets higher, it gets... It the, surpasses the oxygen. Yes, it, it it's the diffusion ratio. It mm-hmm. just ends up in your bloodstream a little bit more... Uh, Readily, uh, it was. It's actually a test that they do for people who are going to. Uh, uh, sorry, I have an EMS background. Uh, for people who are going to end up uh, doing uh, flight medics and stuff like that, um, part of that is actually a nitrogen test to see how much nitrogen you can take before you end before up. you get narked. Exactly. Yeah. So our test is going down to 130 feet. Oh yeah, they, they just they, they just give them nitrous oxide, and it's just like, how are you feeling? Ours is, hey, have you tried to take the regulator out and tried to breathe water? Ah, good, you're okay. Uh. <laughs> so about the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's like that's diving, and then like you can get into like tech diving stuff. But if you're gonna dive at the recreational level, basically all you need is you need your open water and your advanced open water. Uh, um, I would recommend going up to um, the uh, – you can do something called Rescue Diver, and it just makes you more aware of the other divers around you and how to deal with uh, a problem if something arises. It's not like you are now – you are not like a uh, – you're not like a public safety diver or something like that, but if your buddy has a problem, like, you can help them. So what do you need to be to be Aquaman? Aquaman? Oh, long. Uh, uh, like those those gills from Waterworld. Oh, my bad. That makes sense. But so if I wanted to go down to the Gulf and do because there's a, a whale shark migration through mm-hmm. the Gulf, and I would I have an open water. Open water. Okay. Open open or I I mean, if you're gonna do open water, you might as well do advanced, which is basically just open water part two. Um, you just get more dives with an instructor. Yeah. Um, so, so if, if you get, so here's, here's the bullshit thing. If you get Patty open water certified, you get this little card that says you're open water certified. You have had two days in the pool, two days in the water. And they're like, you can go dive on your own now. Is, is the card laminated? (laughs) It is. It's a plastic card. Oh, thank God. I was wondering, it's like, can you get the card wet? That, that, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so and like and that's and that's the bullshit thing. Yeah. So at least if you do advance, then you have uh, at least four more dives under your belt. But I don't know. My dad and I, we didn't start diving alone until we had about ten. Because a bucket list item of mine is to go dive with Deep Blue. She's the largest great white shark on record. And I think one of the more documented ones. I mean, she's had people swing. Well, Gordon, fucking get certified and let's go diving together. I know, I know. It's on my list of shit to do. But yeah, to go dive with her because they have her her birthing migration on record. She goes up in the, the, what's the Gulf just just south of California? Baja, or the Gulf of California. Gulf of California. Yeah, she goes up there and that's where she gives birth to her pups. So she, I mean, and she's have people diving with her for the last 30-ish or longer years. So she's and so all the, she's basically domesticated. Well, not quite. It's just yeah, when great white sharks are are prego that they're they're more worried about damaging the pups inside them, and so they're less likely to attack. But also, she is quite literally the same dimensions of a city bus. 
Oh. And so I think it'd be really fucking cool oh, to no, catch like, her on that. Seeing, seeing like that, the the those like uh, giganta like font or like that'd be awesome. Yeah, it, it it's just one of those yeah. things. I I I've like yeah. so I've I've dove with it's sharks with and them. sea turtles now, and I'm like, well, I want more sharks and sea turtles. That's fucking dope. But also things that are bigger. Yeah. Well, what kind of sharks are? You oh, doing? they're just nurse sharks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like little puppy dogs. Yeah. Oh, they're cute. Oh, yeah. it scared the shit out of my dad. So we're we're. <laughs> We're, yeah, so we're in Puerto Rico, and just we're just flip it upside down and stroke we're, his belly. Well, so we're we're, yeah. we're, di- we're diving through these uh, these like uh, these swim through caves, so like these small sea caves, and then like hey, like there's these uh, when we spear uh, lionfish, we just feed them to the nurse sharks. Uh, like we basically strip their spines off and feed them to the nurse sharks because like they're an invasive species yeah. and they eat quite literally fucking everything yep. on the floor. And coral. so like as soon as we start diving like these nurse sharks they're going to follow us. And yeah. so my like uh, when you're swimming through these sea caves you have to follow their their surge caves. So like it it pulls you back and then shoots you forward and then pulls you back and then shoots you forward. And my dad gets pulled back and then as he's getting shot forward a shark is like, "Oh hey bud, and like pops around the corner. <laughs> Hi there, buddy. What are you doing? Um, but the other thing about diving Bonterre is the water is sixty degrees year round, um, and so my dad and I we dro- uh, we dove uh, dry suits for the first time, which if you don't know are basically uh, you're diving in a garbage bag um, with rubber seals on your <laughs> on your arms and your neck. So so you, much you, neoprene. You so you don't get I, uh, these are not neoprene. These oh. are trilaminate. Oh, holy Hannah. Yep, so no uh, no neoprene, except for our gloves and our hoods. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, because you can get neoprene dry suits, which are, like, they're they're warmer, but, uh, like, they're not as versatile. So I assume neoprene is what they're using when they do, like, the... Wetsuits are all neoprene and... Well, what, what are they using? Because I've seen, you know, Discovery does Shark Week, and they show them diving with the, uh, yeah, the Greenland shark, and that water is the antithesis of warm That was a good word. Oh, oh, no, yeah, they're uh, they're using uh, Trilam. Okay. Because uh, you can get warmer with Trilam than you can with neoprene because you can put more under layers under yeah. it. Uh, you just have to have more or weight to balance say, There's it. that the uh, semi-famous, uh, the photographer, he's diving up in the Arctic, I think it was, and mm-hmm. a, a sea lion came up and was trying to feed him the penguin because it wasn't sure, like, oh, you're lost underwater. Let me help, Let me give you food. Come and, here, stupid human. Yeah. You. You're not supposed to be here, but you look hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Get that weird thing out of your mouth and eat. <laughs> Again, you're under X amount of feet of, yep. of ice, so I assume it's cold. Yeah, well, and like, and that's, and there's, there's, like, Great Lakes cold under the ice, which that water is 40, 50 degrees, like, because, um, like, it gets cold at the top. And then kind of stays. like a blanket. Yep. Uh, And then there's saltwater cold. Yep. Saltwater cold is a lot more cold. Yes. But yeah. Uh, That's why you use rock salt to make ice cream. Huh. Science! It decreases the freezing point. Sure. So the temperature is innately lower. Huh. Talk about rabbit holes. I know, right? (laughs) This is what I'm here for. (laughs) Wait, did you actually learn something new there, Gordon? Yeah. Holy I shit. I never tried to make ice cream. Freezing temperature? Well, I knew that much, but I didn't think about that with ice cream. All right, Carlos, I have a question for you. Do you want to do next quarter mile or a beer first? Let's get the beer ready right. because we're going to need this for. Uh, it's only 4%. We'll be fine. 
Well, no, but I'm very excited to talk about this beer. I am too. Uh, so actually, do you want to start talking about it while we're pouring it? Uh, yeah, sure. So this is uh, Phoenix Feathers. So this is the first uh, Berliner Weiss Kettle Sour uh, out of the Spring Valley Hop and Barrel location. So this one is finished with blackberry, plum, and raspberry. So a good old PBR. Um, <laughs> Maybe a better PBR. It depends on who you are and what you like. Uh, uh, so uh, the kettle souring on this one is, I would say, slightly more traditional. When you think about a traditional Berliner Weiss, um, you are doing your mashing and you're taking your runnings and you're not actually boiling that wort. You're pushing it straight into fermenter and you're letting the uh, innate lactic acid, or sorry, uh, lactobacillus that is on the husks of whatever grain that you're using to create lactic acid to sour this beer to create that nice crisp tartness um this one i kind of just threw a grain into the wort in kettle as the uh, pitching agent uh to create a lactobacillus culture so i can't say exactly if this is Lactobacillus plantarum, Brevis, uh, uh It is more than likely a mixed culture. There's probably some Pediococcus on this one as well. Um, but properly treating the wart with a pH drop and a proper purge of CO2 will make sure that you're not having any Acetobacter, any Brettanomyces in the actual kettle during the souring process. So you only end up with lactic acid and the fun part about doing a sour in this sense is you have a more complex sour um, other compounds are actually produced by various strains of lactobacillus when they do their fermentation period uh, which happens in the kettle which can throw off uh, flavors of stone fruit tropical fruit um, some other stuff to a little bit less than ideal, but they generally clean out or are below a flavor threshold that you can actually perceive. So you end up with a more complex sour with this method. Um, the only unfortunate downside of it is reproducibility. You're not 100% sure what the actual culture that you're throwing at this every time. Uh, unless after you get a sour culture that you like, you pull it, you end up... Um, Replicating it. Exactly. And so it's it's a very if you have the means of doing a proper ph drop to ensure that there's no um sorry uh no uh wild yeast fermentation happening and if you can do a proper co2 blanket on it so there's no acetobacter activity it's a fantastic means of doing a sour just for the sole fact that it is very cost effective yeah. on a uh, homebrew scale you're looking at a uh, dollar and a half per pound of grain. And you need a pound of grain per barrel to be able to sour in this method. So I'm like, sprinkle, sprinkle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's You're, you're looking at, uh, for a five-gallon batch, uh, two to four ounces of grain. So uh, kettle sour versus sour mash. Um, why? It's a more complex sour. Okay. So, so sa sour mash is just going to give you the lacto, right? Exactly. It's, it's going to give you the lacto and the lactic. So it, it's going to give you that lactic acid. And you don't have the upside of uh, sanitation of a kettle sour where 
whenever you're done getting to the sour that you want to have of being able to boil and kill off whatever immediately bacteria or extra um yeah bacteria or uh wild yeast that maybe survived in there and making sure that's not going to end up into your actual uh, fermenter and i mean even with stainless steel let's be honest you want to make sure that you have a pretty clean (laughs) base going in there because no one wants to clean up brett it's a it's a pain to do that and uh, lact- well, and lactobacillus it, is even harder. survives so hard. Lactose harder because it's an acid. Oh, it, yeah. It's okay in acid. So, um, I mean, both you can throw a caustic cleaner at and it will do okay. But at least with uh, Brett, you can also throw an acid cleaner at it and it'll probably take care of the issue. But lacto will just be like, I'm cool. Yep. I have a question. Um, yep. Is uh, So, like, I, you say, like, repeat reproducibility is like an issue with like a, a beer like this. So are there beers that like are only brewed like at like one hop and barrel location, for example, instead of like, instead of like the other location or like, or like they're exclusives basically, basically. Um, the, that issue. Basically, basically, or? basically, basically. <laughs> I'm going to name a beer that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other issue with, um, with kettle sours are it, it takes about 18 to 24 hours in kettle to actually have the lactobacillus active in that wort to sour it. So it takes more time. Sounds like somebody got lazy and went home. That too. <laughs> <laughs> or an excuse to come back the next day. <laughs> I mean, it's in the kettle. What can, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You're lucky it wasn't um, brewed on a Friday. Otherwise, you got to wait till Monday. Yeah. But no, is I, this the Solomon Grundy sour? <laughs> like, <laughs> all the days of the week it took to make yeah. this sour. I mean, it, it, it's a lot faster than a, a normal souring pitch if you're doing like a mash souring or just a mixed uh, culture souring because you you can do this profile in. I mean, realistically, 12 to 24 hours instead of three to six months. So it's just more efficient to get it out. But, like, uh, trying to do this up in uh, Hudson is a little bit more difficult where you're trying to do more production-based brewing, where you're trying to fit on a schedule at all times because it's it's kind of an exact science where it's like, okay, I can pitch up pound of grain per barrel and it should sour in 18 hours but sometimes the should there is the big yep. is the big word sometimes it doesn't so it's hard to schedule around um where i have that ability to do that down in spring valley where i can plan my work weeks a little bit more fluid so to speak and plan myself a little bit more fluid let's be honest i'll just go down there when i need to go down there um and get something like this out. And I personally, I, I love the sour character that's on this. It's a nice, soft, approachable lactic acid sour. It's not abrasive in the slightest. It's something that is just sour enough, uh, uh, biting enough that it's nice, crisp, and refreshing. But it's not going to destroy your palate. It's something you can keep coming back to. And this is the type of sour that I like to put out. Carlos. 
Talk to me about this, Sour. What do you think about this? Well, I like we, we've it. we've heard the official definition, but I <laughs> yeah. want to know what the Carlos so, definition uh, like, is. Like, uh, I've been putting off sours for a while because I don't want to have a sour in the middle of the winter. It's just it's not That's what fair. I'm looking for. But like now that it's like spring, sours are spring summertime. So congratulations, you get the first sour that I've had for the springtime. Fair enough. Uh, this is uh, really good. I, I'm trying to. It's very. Good. I'm trying to think like what kind of like. Uh, or like fruity flavor, I would like try to match it with, but like this is a, a very solid uh, sour. I really I, like it. I, I went more earthy on it, so it's uh, in terms of the fruit edition, it's two parts blackberry, one part plum, one part raspberry. Just enough raspberry to bring that sweetness through and help try to develop that blackberry. And enough backbone. plums to keep keep you regular. Because uh, I, I, yeah. th- I was thinking, uh, <laughs> I was thinking raspberry. It's uh, it's more to bring out that earthy character. Uh, plum has a. Del- delightfully earthy sweetness to it, if that makes sense. It, it's not, like, cloyingly sweet. It's it's sweet, but you know that there's more there. All right. Gordon? I like it uh, a lot. Too much. Um, That's I, why I don't know why. I, I get a, almost like a salted watermelon-ish mm-hmm. out it's, of it. There, there's almost like a Goza-like quality yeah. to it. Yeah. And um, and I, I like it's. I mean, this is terrible. Uh, you should just pe- bring everything you have back so up here to I, the studio. <laughs> it's fine. We'll so, drink it, I guess. You know. So every every time I drink a Goza, like the the first thing that comes to mind, and like this isn't a bad thing, but it's it's a little like it's it's not a great descriptor, but it's almost like I'm about to throw up. Like it it brings like all that saliva into my mouth, it's, and it's. I I think that's a. For lack of better terms, an American take on the style. Uh, they everybody assumes that this style needs to have an abrasive salinity to it, yep. based on what the water is. But the water content in that area, I mean, you're looking at 220 to 240 parts per million sodium, which to the palate is barely detectable, unless you have a. a What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sensitivity to yeah. it. Well, but it's just it like it just it like over oh it overfloods like um, my mouth with saliva. That's fair. is like and that's and then I'm kind of getting that with this where yeah. I'm just like it's gushy. That that's the citric acid. Yep, and it's fantastic and I love it's it so and good. it's so good. Um, so on that, so we usually what we do is we do a scale out of 10, but, uh, whenever we have the person who made the beer on, we don't want anybody to feel weird. So Carlos, I'm going to ask you, what Care Bear would you rate this? (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with, uh, constructive feedback. You can give it a one if you want. No, but we're also going to go with Care Bears. Okay. Uh, I... I don't know. You can just make up I a don't Care, know Bear. Care Bear. <laughs> you make up a Care Bear, Carlos. Uh, Care Bears are all about feelings. What feeling does this give you? I'm going to say a Care Bear that has a raspberry on its stomach. All right. Wait, is it, wait hang on. Is that one of the gummy bears that jumps, or is that just a regular no, Care Bear? No, this is a, we're talking about Care Bears. Okay, I'm gummy like, Bears. <laughs> yeah, Gummy Bears the are thing completely that got, different. got its foot trapped in the bear trap. Hmm. What? Robot Wait, chicken. was that a Gummy Bears episode? <laughs> you seen it. Yeah, Perfect. Robot Thank chicken. you. <laughs> Somebody's cultured around here. <laughs> I don't think I saw I'm that so happy because <laughs> I'm a gummy bear. Gummy bear. Yes. <laughs> we'll right, play Gordon, a clip later. What, uh, what, what Care Bear are you going to give this? Uh, 
Fuck. Whatever one has a heart on it, because I could kill this fucking drink. Yeah, why do you only bring two crawlers up here? Why not more? Uh, I, I didn't think about it. It's only 4%. We yeah, could have like, brought a keg that, up. That's well, my yeah. only issue, is that it's not even registering on the ogre scale. The ogre I, scale's not a real thing, a Gordon. Yes, so, add 2.5% two per, two in no, that sesh mold no, I, on I, the ogre scale. I brewed this uh, trying to be very, very close no, I, no, to, and I, true I, to style for yeah. a Berliner, and, and I even then, the ABV is higher than it's what It's higher than what it should be yes, for a Berliner. And, no, I understand that. It, it's I'll, just, for me personally, being Trek-sized, like anything no, below 8%, 8.5% doesn't register. That, that, that's fine. <laughs> 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 I do have a pastry sour that's going to be coming out down there probably sometime this summer. sour? Yeah. How do you... That That's very two different flavors. Anyway, hey, wait, wait, I'm going to interrupt this love affair yeah. because I need to know what Care Bear you're going to give this, Jason. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to give this the Care Bear that I give uh, all of my beers, which is a heart. Oh, so we got two heart Care Bears. We got the... Raspberry. The raspberry Care Bear. I'm gonna give the angsty Care Bear. Um, what's what's wait, what's on their stomach of the angsty Care Bear? Emo Hair Bear. Uh, it's just bear. emo yeah. hair, like it's one that listens to my chemical <laughs> Spider-Man romance. It's just tears for Spider-Man. fears wait, 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 all the time. Like, doesn't have emo hair and emo hair on its belly. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Spider-Man Three. It's just basically Spider-Man Three Care Bear. Uh, he's like, I love it, but I don't want to. While but you, like, do, it's while so you do a little little hip dance, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good. God damn it! I'm uh, mad that I like it because I it's four percent. Yep. And yeah. The next quarter mile. You have a very important job here. Uh, so oh, the next quarter God. mile is where we do. Uh, or we talk about the next quarter of a Fast and the Furious movie. But first, there is a segment within inside of the segment called Plot in 60 Seconds, where Carlos is going to describe the plot so far of all Fast and the Furious movies up to where we're at in under 60 seconds. So, Jason, you have a stopwatch. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to work it. Give me a second. There should That's be right. just a start and a stop. Yeah, yeah, you think. Yeah, so like you may have heard that. You may be thinking you heard that wrong. But no, I'm going to be going from Got the it. beginning of the right. franchise. So, and we listened. Uh, we watched today. We watched. We Fast watched the, the third five. quarter of the fifth yeah. movie. So uh, I'm going to be wa- giving a recap from the very beginning of the franchise all the way up to Fast Five. And so as soon as he hits a minute, you ring that bell. Cool. So you want to just count me down then? Um, from what 100 to five. Okay. Uh, Why five? five? You always do this weird number. It should be three, as two, one. As long as it's an odd number, I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Six, five, four, three, two, one. Go. Tuna eating Brian Max on Dom's sister and fails to beat Dom in a race, losing his car but gaining Dom's respect. But Brian is actually a cop undercover hunting TV VCR combo thieves. Bad cop Brian blows his cover and lets Dom get away in his car. Now a badgeless Brian is back is brought back in to take on drug trafficker Ferron in Miami, with little hope from his old friend, always hungry Roman. They catch Ferron by crashing a car into a boat and leave without empty pockets. Now for somebody completely different. Shitty driver Sean crashes, burns, and is banished to Japan, learning the ancient art of drifting from Han. Han dies. Sean wins a drifting showdown and gets to the girl. 
Another time, another place, Dom, Letty, and Han do a heist, but then step away. Dom runs off to try and protect Letty. Letty dies. Bad cop Brian again, and Dom team up to take justice. Fennex is smashed, and Braga gets, goes down, but Dom gets time. But the crew comes together, and he is free. Now Brian and Mia are laying low in Brazil and take part in the train robbery with Dom, only for it to go downhill when the real treasure is a chip. With Agent Hobbs on the trail, the only way out is a big heist, but Vince dies in an ambush. I'm trying to get 60 exactly. Oh, wow. I was, uh, I really cut the time down there. <laughs> How under was he? Uh, he was under by five seconds. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. I got Gordon, to- are you okay? I am okay. I'm just trying to turn my fucking ringer off. Okay, um, I just kept getting like... <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I'm coming off the head cold crud bullshit, and so I... Yeah. I, 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 I'm very afraid that Phoenix Feathers is giving you an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of fucking is. I'm not supposed to like... Carlos, beer. I can't believe you came in five seconds under when describing almost five Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. That's insane. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. Like, I, I saw the first three movies and then just, like, spaced out from there. Uh, I don't remember any of that happening in the first three movies. So I just realized I was supposed to do my segment, which is 10 Second Car, and I didn't write it. Oh, no. So I'm going to do it on the fly. All right. Right? I think I think I can do it. So the 10 Second Car is where we describe not the entire franchise, but just the last quarter of a movie that we saw in 10 words or less. Yep. Right. Do I have to time this one or no? No, no, no. You don't have to time this one. I just have ten words to do it in. Still going to time it. All right. That's that's fine because I'm going to be coming with it on the fly, and it's bad radio if it takes too long. So while I'm saying these words, I'm trying to think about the thing that it's going to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> right? You really wish there's a distraction going on <laughs> Yeah, just else. like, ah. Instead, we're just going to go with Brian and Dom. Trick Hobbs. But not really. Gunfight. Yeah, that works. <laughs> that's a solid. Not wrong. That's a solid ten words to describe the quarter of the movie that we saw. And I mean, you made up seven, seven, eight, oh. actually, no, eight seconds. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Like so. that's uh, this is probably one of my best. Yeah, I mean, you you ate up the five that he lost out on, so. and then three more. Yeah. So, all right. Like, so let's let's do some uh, let's do some uh, garage talk. So let's like start off. So last time we where we cut off with them, like they're like we're gonna need some faster cars to do this heist. It's like yeah we are, yeah. and then we just get like a weird montage of them like stealing cars, but we don't get to see them stealing cars. No, no, they don't steal cars. They like they're go they, like they're okay. Off, they're rigging they're, races. They're gonna do a race. Go ahead. Okay, so I haven't watched a lot of the Fast yeah. and the Furious movies, but. You'd feel like as racers, they should already have the fastest cars, right? No, but so they're in Brazil oh, without Brazil. yeah, with, without oh. the fastest cars, and they need oh. to do a heist, so they need to get faster cars. So they go to the Brazilian street racers, and they're like, let's Pink race slips. for pinks. And then they just keep stealing, uh, or I guess, I'm Win- sorry, not stealing, but winning all of the Brazilian fast cars uh, there, because they're just doing car for car, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we just keep taking your better cars, but they're also not good enough to, like, sneak past the camera. Because what they're trying to do is, one of the parts of the heist is, for some reason, they got to get past this ca- this camera sequence. Now, for some reason, they're trying to break into Brazilian police stations. Well, yeah, so, get- I still have another better question. They need to beat these people in races to get their cars, yep. which means they already have faster cars. 
Yes. Well, they're better drivers. Yeah, no, right? no, no. So, but they they have they have American muscle, but they need more Tokyo drift. And also, but you know, we're in Brazil. Why is there Tokyo cars in Brazil? Oh, don't worry about because Jesus. Han's there. Science. But don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> we don't actually see. We don't actually need these. Instead, all we need to do is steal a bunch of cop cars. We don't see any of the races. Okay, we don't fair. see any of the And we don't see any of the races, but also all the racers who they took all the cars from are on their side when they confront Hobbs um, and then convince him to step down because all the racers pull their guns on the American cops because... You forgot one thing. You're not in America. You're in Brazil. So, like, another thing is, like, <laughs> when they're trying to practice all with all these, like, cars that they've won, and, like, everybody's getting a shot at trying to do the, the drifting, everybody can drift. It's insane. Like, oh, it turns out, like... Yeah, it turned out Sean sucks. Yeah, Sean from... Uh, from uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift. Just, just sucks. Just sucks. I mean, we we figured that out when he uh, fought Brad from Home Improvement. Is, and is, is that three or four? That's three. That's three. Okay, thank you. Um, but also, what? Why were they trying to steal something to, for money? Yeah, and revenge. Several several oh. million dollars. Uh, wait, hand. Which one was? Oh, which Fast one Five was, is money and revenge. Fast Five is money and revenge. Oh, okay, so the revenge makes sense, but I mean, if you're that good, well, so but the revenge hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, right now it's just money, and then at the end of this section, it becomes revenge because they killed Vince, who also betrayed Dom at the beginning of this movie. Okay. So. It's but, it's revenge on the revenge for the money. Because Vince died, according to my recap of the entire franchise. But also, if it's mainly money, then why aren't they just selling the cars they win? Because cars are Our hundreds way. of thousands of dollars, and the money they're stealing is hundreds of millions of dollars. And if you ever see the, this franchise, uh, you know that okay. cars just grow on trees. Yeah, also, no. cars cars aren't cars well, aren't people. The ROI on cars people are, are people. <laughs> <laughs> they're not familiar. I don't know. This just seems way so too one out of the, there. One of the weirdest parts of it's this. It's the best. So one of the weird parts of this quarter of the movie is when Dom home invades one of the detectives that's working. And she totally splooshes all over it. Like, she is into it. It's messed up. She's had the very long dry spell since her, since her husband <laughs> got killed by the cartels. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, you're here now, sploosh. And also, the fact that she was wearing, like, you know, so Casey Dom, and took you as the pan poovy of so, yes, but. so in one of the previous parts of the movie, like, Dom lost his cross that, like, he had had around his neck the whole time. Yeah, and so she and took she the evidence home. She was wearing Because she's like, I want this guy. So she's not a good cop. She was wearing stolen. No, so, but they also preface okay. that with, she's, <laughs> she's the best cop in Brazil. Uh, Who's not corrupt? I guess it's a low bar. Yeah, it's a very low bar because apparently all the other cops in Brazil are owned by this crime lord that they're trying to take down because the family is technically good. And which, then, uh, which so well, the, the family hero. Fair enough. So all those like cars, Dom's family, all yeah. those pink slips that are getting for those cars, like it didn't matter then because they're just gonna steal some cop cars. Well, and I'm pretty sure they just gave them back in order. Like they had to have given a lot of the cars back. In order for them to like be on their side, well, because, because they, you they, can't take a bunch of people's cars and then be like, "Hey, we're gonna show up," and then a bunch of cops are gonna show up and then pull guns on them. They don't know that. I like your logic. If only they showed that in the movie. If only they showed I any want, of the races. In I the want movie. a director's cut. And so, like, so fast ten. This, this is already a two-hour and ten-minute film. I, well, okay, fine, but uh, it does not need a director's cut. It was I, what I, three and a half, four hours, and it was. 
phenomenally better. Just never should have been made. Yeah, you're right. It should have been made that way because it was a hundred times better than what they put in fucking theaters. For what movie? That's not that's, that's not how math works, that's, Jordan. That, there's no way Justice League could have made, been made 100 times better in any way. Uh, <laughs> all, all, I don't want a director's cut, but I do want an actor's commentary. Yeah, I, 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 want, I want a Vin, Diz, uh, Vin Diesel commentary. Of I, Justice League. Yes. I actually, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, 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 actually, I want, um, I just, I want uh, the actor who plays Roman and Han... And uh, I want Ludacris. Like those, those are the three that I want to do. The <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was thinking today during the quarter. it would be so much more entertaining than the movie. I, 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 was thinking, I was thinking today during the quarter of the movie that I saw. They're like, I would really want to see a Roman Pierce and Han movie. Like right? those two, yeah. those well, two. No, and not, now that Han's well, not I, a movie, I'm not a sorry. movie. Uh, a straight up '80s sitcom. Yes. Uh-huh. Alan and Roman in the house. <laughs> Imagine those two living in the raising same room. a child. Yes, yes, in Philadelphia, raising a baby Vin Diesel. This would be amazing. <laughs> I would. They this. they're raising Brian's child. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> no Brian's child is a CGI uh, Vin monstrosity. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, another so like when they have all those stolen cop cars, Dom and Roman and Brian and Han do a race. They all have the same car. They all have the same car, and then Vin let apparently lets Brian win as a uh, baby gift. As a baby gift, so which bullshit. I think Brian won that. I think the thing is like Vin Diesel, like when he's doing these movies, is like I could never lose unless it's on purpose. Well, and that's why The Rock is mad. I'm sure. Because The Rock's contract is also, I can never lose. (laughs) (laughs) That's Dwayne Johnson. He's not The Rock anymore. Yeah, he's still The Rock. He is a legitimate actor. Oh, then uh, tell him to act. He can act. He thinks he's a legitimate actor. I mean, he only really does one thing, one character when he's acting. So the Jumanji movies are fantastic. But the only person in there who never actually plays another character is The Rock. Yeah. I'd say Jack Black. Ah, no, Jack no, Black Jack is... No, Jack Black is a delightful human being. He is, he's a fucking chameleon no, he, in those. Really it's those. so good. No, actually, I, I, I think, like, in the second one, he did a pretty okay Danny DeVito. The Rock did. Eh. It was pretty okay. You're right. It was a pretty okay Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, let's see... Uh, yeah, I already talked about that. And then, oh, and Hobbs' team is wiped out. <laughs> so there's that. And yep. Vince takes a bullet and dies. And then they save Hobbs. Who's Vince? Uh, Vince, Vince is the shitbag from the first movie who uh, who's trying to stop Brian from banging Mia. And at the end of the first movie, Brian while, saves dude. Vince's <laughs> life. Oh. He's the one hanging from the... Uh, from the semi, the semi by barbed like, wire, by barbed wire or wire okay, or whatever. Yep, 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 yep. Well, it's wire yep, because yep, yep, he yep, yep. shot the 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 grappling hook yep. from the crossbow, and that's what he got caught on. Yeah. So anyway, that ends that segment. Yeah. More that's how the segment goes. Yeah. More importantly, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. If Casey is Pan Poovy, does that make Carlos Cheryl? What are you talking about? I thought Carlos was Mia. No, no. From, Who's Pam Pooey? From Archer. He said sploosh, which is Pam's thing. 
Oh, your sock. Oh, wrong one. That doesn't make. No, but it didn't quite work in this case. Nope, this one. They all say sploosh. <laughs> they all They're say in the wrong order. Not in the beginning. And now the Department of Offense presents news with Casey. There's me. We done with phrasing. Two gas stations are suing Woodman's in Waukesha for, they say, making gas too cheap. The companies operating the Shell station on Main Street and the BP on the on Lincoln Ave are uh, suing Woodman's for damages of $80,000 each based on the number of days they said Wood- Woodman's illegally outpriced them. According to uh, more than 200 pages in court documents... Um, the companies are suing under the state's Unfair Sales Act, which prohibits selling goods below cost. However, in newly filed documents, Woodman's argues it can sell below cost in order to keep up with Costco, six and a half miles away, mm-hmm. and Pewaukee. Um, there were lines of cars waiting up to feel at Woodman's on Friday compared to a few at the other two stations. Each of the customers interviewed said that they fuel up at Woodman's because it has lowest gas prices. Neither attorney for the gas companies responded to the, uh, uh, request for comment on Friday. And in a statement, Woodman's legal team said Woodman's is in full compliance with his Waukesha store gas pricing and believes the lawsuit is without merit. Uh, for the record, Woodman's was a full 60% or 60 cents lower Wow. But wait, wait. But they're competing um, technically with Costco in that case. Yep. How, uh, how long ago was this? Like- uh, oh, this was this past week. So uh, they the Shell stations were selling for like four something, and okay. they were at like uh, three fifty. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm from Minnesota, so we don't have uh, your wonderful state tax yes. here in Wisconsin. Yeah, on, um, on the gas. Uh, even on the high end, we're looking at 380 for normal fuel. Um, but also, the price per barrel for oil has come down in recent weeks. So yeah, but really weird. The gas prices haven't. Well, uh, that's that's how it goes. No. Like it sparks quickly and then it drops very slowly. Mm-hmm. It can get no. as much money as possible. No, I mean it. It also does make sense though because. Uh, the uh, gas stations are buying this fuel at that price, and then they have it sitting in their tank at that yeah. price, so they can't resell it at a lower price and take a loss. So you're not going to actually see those prices drop, drop at the for, pump for a yeah. little bit. But also, uh, fun fact, uh, so we ha- we saw the, uh, the price spike, and they're like, it's the highest since 2008, but if you take inflation into account, it was actually about 60 cents or 50 cents cheaper than 2008. That makes sense. Yep. But also, it's like, if this company is just going to continue to basically give away their fuel for a loss, just let them do it, and they'll go out of business. What? Why? Yeah, but actually, Woodman, so Woodman's is a local Wisconsin chain, I think. Yes. Um, where they're, uh, they're basically the Aldi's of Wisconsin, or the Aldi of Wisconsin, uh, where they just suck at everything and oh, okay, like just cut cost. Okay. All these doesn't suck. Yes, it does. No. Yes, it does. Stop paying yes, your rich white people prices at County Market, and you'll be fine. Hey, hey, do you know do you know who owns Aldi? Hitler. Uh, <laughs> close. <laughs> close. Uh, I don't think all Germans close. are related um, to. Um, Aldi is a uh, sub company of Trader Joe's. Yeah, Hitler. So 
it's, it's. Do you know what Hitler's uh, uh, nickname was? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Saves me money. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't buy. That's what all the Nazis said too, Gordon. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm happy. Save me money. I'm happy. <laughs> Crystal Knock was a profit night. Like uh, your words, <laughs> not mine. Oh, we rabbit holed hard on this one. Yeah. So a uh, a local dog shelter is looking for a soft landing after being, uh, or a local sheltered dog is looking for a soft landing after being dumped by its owners for being gay. A Stanley County Animal Shelter Facebook post said the dog's owners surrendered him to the shelter after he humped another male dog. Fezco, uh, the shelter says, is about four to five years old and weighs about 50 pounds. They say he likes people and other animals. Well, obviously. It's a dog. I'm pretty sure it would hump anything. <laughs> I mean, it proved that. Yeah. It, it does love other animals. Yeah, so they're looking for somebody to adopt Fezco. So because wait, apparently the other people were like, he's too gay for so us. So wait, they had this dog for four This dog is just too fabulous. Yeah. They had this dog for four years, and they decided to get rid of it because it humped another dog. I'm going to go with uh, this dog is putting out the pent-up sexual aggression of this couple. Yeah. I, and I, I, it just saw what was close enough and just went for it. Yeah. He's just like, this is what you guys should do. Yeah. yeah and they, di they didn't like the critique. Yeah. I think this couple is clearly the problem. Yeah. All right. So I have one that's going to affect everybody at this table, and I'm sorry about this. This is going to make everybody real sad, but we're gonna, we have to we have to soldier on and read this news story. Oh, dear God. Am I an alcoholic? <sighs> Oh, God, no. Oh, um, <laughs> gas prices are rising and chip numbers are falling. As a result of inflation, bags of Doritos will now include five fewer chips. Food & Wine reports how Doritos is just the latest snack that has fallen victim to shrinkflation, an ever-pervasive phenomenon uh, in which beloved foodstuffs are getting cut down to size due to the inflation. So I was... Uh, uh, the snack's parent... Oh, go ahead. I was actually reading a little bit about it, and basically, it seems like this is actually a common practice for Doritos. It's a very common. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they reduce the they increase the price on the like they give like they sell a bag of chips for like a larger bag of chips for slightly more money, and then they slowly shrink the chips that they're selling and like but they keep the price the same, and they bump it back up again. Yep, and it's just a, a constant cycle of them just you know yeah hiding. So yeah. Frito Lay uh, confirmed this week how shrinkflation is forcing Doritos oh. to shed five uh, five chips per bag. So in the words of one representative, they can give people the same price, and so they can keep enjoying Doritos. It's it's a way well, of masking a price hike by keeping the price the same, by keeping the packaging the same size, but. Decreasing the uh, actual uh, net weight. Can I yeah. can I just put a just a message out here real quick? Uh, so, dear Doritos Company, I'm assuming it's free to play. Yep. Go fuck yourselves. Bring back the Buffalo Blue Cheese chips. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> I don't care about these other chips. Bring me the Buffalo Blue Cheese. Uh, the habanero ones were fucking fantastic. They were okay. Well, you know, this might affect me. I want if something. The to bag wasn't already sixty percent fucking air. So uh, they're now sixty five percent air. 
So, all right. So, so, uh, so it, I mean, so we, we actually have numbers on this. So the current bag size is 9.75 ounces and they're dropping it down to 9.25 ounces. But the bag size stays the same. But the, yeah, yeah. So the weight is different. The bag size stays yep. the same. That's yeah. actually, um, that, it's that's already six. So, but this is, this, the, but so it's not just Doritos doing this. It's, it's, it's a majority. Of uh, Crest is going down to a 3.8 ounce toothpaste tube instead of 4.1 ounce. Charmin is selling 244 two-ply sheets of toilet paper instead of 264. Um, like so, and uh, the News 12 out of the Bronx says that one ana- analyst estimates that Frito Lay will potentially save more than 50 million dollars by this cut. Yeah. Um, um, the only thing that I kind of came to the conclusion of with you stating all that is I need to stop brushing my teeth and wiping my ass. <laughs> oh, well, that's why you should get a bidet. Yeah. Get a tushy. Sponsor us tushy. Oh, my God. I never thought of a bidet as a multitasker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it brushes and wipes. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty high pressure. That's high, pretty high pressure. It'll, like, use that water to floss. <laughs> Do you really need a water pick? Nah, you have a bidet. (laughs) It's clean water. I don't know what the problem is. All the shit in the toilet? I don't... (laughs) No, that's not... You don't shit in the bidet. (laughs) It's a separate piece of equipment. Well, that brings us to our discussion topic for the evening. Somehow. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a segue... I mean, it's not a segue if you literally just say that this is that bring us to the next segment. It's not really sort of segue as it's just like a, a, a we're crashing and we're just going off, walking away from that wreck. Carlos, define a segue. It's so like you. Uh, it's something that brings you from one segment bridge. to another. Yeah, it's a bridge yeah. to bring us over. And, and that, I, that's what I did. I brought us to. It What's was a bridge. The connection. I, I thought it was basically like a two wheeled thing that you stand on that. And you think about it a little bit, right? Yeah. Think real hard, and you end up going somewhere else. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. It's like walking. And so with that segue, that brings us to our discussion topic, which is, uh, Carlos, you were talking earlier about Waterworld, and that made me think about what is your favorite bad movie or your best worst movie, if you will. Yeah, so I got an oldie for you, and like Casey, I know you saw this one because you saw it in theaters with me, like way back. And it can't be that old because we are children. Two thousand eight. Yeah, that was like a year ago. That was well over a decade ago. Oh no, (laughs) year old dude. Yeah. Shit. So this. So are you? I know. (laughs) So this is a a bad movie by the names of Doomsday. Let me know when the start the starting to click for you. It's like yeah. the mad like Mad Max sent it centered in. Wait, uh, we Great saw Britain. this in the theaters together. Yeah. All right, I I don't know what movie this we're is talking like. About this yet. is in uh, Great Britain. No it's idea. also in Great Britain, and a virus outbreak happens, and everybody like basically cuts off like connection to like Great Britain for a while, and there's like a wall made and everything, and a little girl goes across but like she loses her eye like she gets shot in the eyeball on the way across the the line and this comes back years later after the virus has like ravaged this chunk of land of great britain 
and we find oh shit this movie yeah so she has this like uh, this fake eyeball that, that records this entire time and she goes back into that like quarantine zone and people are living in that quarantine zone like it's Mad Max and they're cannibals they're cannibals there's a lot of Mad Max shit that happens it's a lot of fun for whatever reason I had put this in the like I figured this was just like one of those 28 days uh, spinoffs oh fair like I, 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 I it just kind of like lumped together in my head. This is a, this is more action than those ones, but yeah, this is and like this movie was garbage. It was not super amazing. I have it on DVD because it's fun though. We should watch it. I, I'm still very partial to the awful '80s and '90s. Well, late early '90s, late '80s, just B-list horror. Uh, the original Evil Dead trilogy is. Always going to have a very, very special place in my But are those bad movies? The one where they go- are fantastic B list movies. The one where well, go- no, but yeah. so I so like I I wouldn't say B list is bad. Yeah. Okay, I will say the uh, first half of Evil Dead, where they're trying to be very, very serious, is bad, and then they realize, oh. Then Raimi just Raimi's all over yeah. the place. It's and- just like, oh, we 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 need to. We need to correct this. It's now horror funny. And so, I, so what? What is your favorite like bad good movie? Troll Two, straight up. Now, can you uh, recount us the the classic quote that maybe some of our listeners might be familiar with from it? I mean, no, I just, I mean, tell me, like, it's like Troll Two, the nineteen ninety horror film, or Trolls Two? Troll Two, the nineteen ninety horror. Film. And like, oh, well, that's that's eighties. And, and is, is the, are, uh, it's nineteen ninety came out. Are the monsters in it tr- oh, actually trolls, or is that the one where they're uh, nilbogs? Oh, I don't think it was actually ever explained. Oh, it's produced under the title Goblins. Oh yep. no, that's that's it because it takes place in like a town called Nilbog, I think. Yep, Nilbog, which is goblin backwards. Yep. So they're not even trolls the yep. entire time. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, uh, let's see. Michael Waits has always dreamed of being a farmer. Yep. But no, it's it's the, they're eating her, and now they're going to eat me. Oh, it's, my it's God. Such a, it's such a, a, a just. His dead grandfather, Seth, warns him that vegetarian goblins want to transform him and his family into plants so they can eat them. Yeah. Yeah. I love how I made Lando start barking because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, uh, the uh, original Leprechaun too is another fantastic movie. Sorry, Leprechaun. the original Leprechaun or the original Leprechaun two. <laughs> Sorry, I think two. there was only one Leprechaun so, two. So, so two two is in ten, uh, in sense of also. Alright. Um, which is, I think, a staple that you need to watch. The Leprechaun for. movies are insane. Yeah, you need to watch those during St. Patrick's Day because you're usually a wee bit inebriated and they make a little bit more sense or a lot bit less sense. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> so. I, I think there's a some, there's got to be some amount of alcohol that makes Leprechaun in space make sense, right? Also, I love the tagline on this movie poster for Troll 2. Yeah. One was not enough. Yeah, because the first one, <laughs> the first one was super bad, but the second one was amazing. <laughs> oh my God, Gordon, what's your favorite bad movie? I'd say Attack of the Shrews. Okay, you seen that nineteen forties, nineteen fifties? I have not, era, no, give or take. But it's incredible. So the Shrews are supposed to be killer Shrews, but they're 
like German Shepherds with. There's a remake. Shitty. Oh, Jesus Christ. Attack of the Killer Shrews from 2016. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we can't. I've never heard of this before. Stop. I've heard of Attack of it's the Killer Tomatoes. In the original one, you can predict on who's getting killed off based on the color of their skin. I've heard of Day of the Triffids. I have So they just killed a bunch of Shrews. white people, right? So, yeah, all the, wi- yeah. All the white people die, right? Uh, no, not exactly. First oh. is the soul. Uh, only black person, then the Mexican person. Oh, uh, so Alfredo de Soto didn't live, oh. and Rook Griswold didn't live. No, no, it's horrible. But Ken James Ingrid and Baruch lived. Sure. It's been ten ish plus years since I've. Did the that. Did the guy named Gordon live? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, hope so. <laughs> He was the fucking hero, damn it. It's his namesake. I figured out why, why Gordon likes yeah. this movie. <laughs> oh, Rubber. Yeah. Rubber was another fantastic... You mean Flubber. No, Rubber. Oh, the remake Rubber. Of, oh, the one with the wheel. Yeah, the wheel the that has... Uh, that murdered yeah, everyone? Yeah, the wheel that has psychic powers that can kill things with its rubber mind. That makes sense. So I haven't seen this. I heard it's very, very, very meta. It's... Bad, but it's it's amazing. not good. I watched it, or I I tried to watch it, and then I got too high. You yeah, you need to be in the right frame of mind for that one, and it can't be too able to like think, and not too little to think. Yeah, because I just fell asleep. Yeah, you gotta kill only the specified number of brain cells. So uh, my yeah. favorite bad movie is it and I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this up I'm not gonna go horror because you guys have pretty much a long line gone horror uh it's a comedy film uh from the past 20 years called master of disguise oh really <laughs> I fucking love that movie it yeah Dana Kirby yep I'm not turtly enough for the minute turtly enough for the turtle no cannoli uh, like I, I, my brother and I, we saw that, we saw that movie in theaters, I think three times. I got the DVD and I watched it all the time. It so bad, but also just fantastic. Like it's, as like, so like HBO or whatever would always, every once in a while have like the, the free, came on 2002. the free weekends or whatever. And then they yeah. would like, there was like, oh, it would always be like, all right, it's, it's like free HBO weekend. So we're going to play, we're just going to play shitty movies entire time. Also, so it's a. Uh, the uh, Actually, one one of my times. favorite my one of my favorite tidbits of that film is the turtle scene. Which one? Uh, like, am I not turtly enough for the turtle okay. club? Filmed on the morning of nine eleven. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> wow. Yep. They uh they saw the tower get hit the first time, and then Dana Carvey was like, "Well, we have to keep going on." And they filmed the scene, and the second tower got hit. So what you're saying is... That's a wrap for the day, everyone. <laughs> what, what you're saying is it's their fault. So I'm I'm just saying Master of Disguise is darker than you let on. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's... Uh, but also, you know, it's fantastic. It's just so a his, fun movie. His father didn't actually die years ago. He just put on a dog costume. It was a little dog the entire time. Yeah, yeah James Rowan. That is Fabrizio. It's, that's insane. And also, Dana Carvey's name was Pistachio, and I forgot about that until I looked up the cast. Yeah. Like, it's just Pistachio. What was that one other one with like another SNL alumni where it was... Uh, he was alumni like a, or uh, alumni? Where he was a veteran... I like alumni. Uh, a, a veterinarian 
and like a, a veterinarian. Yeah, and, uh, no, a veterinarian. Veteran. Oh. A, a veterinarian. Okay. And uh, he, uh, but then, uh, Corky Romano. If you guys, you guys ever see Corky Romano? Yeah. Or like, it turns out like he, he, all he wants to be is a vet. But like his family is like a big fucking. A mob 2001 family. film. That that's way too new, dude. 2001 is way oh, too American new. Mafia comedy. <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun watching this because then it's like this this vet Wait, who's a part of mob family. Is Chris that, Kattan supposed to be the the one yeah. that we're supposed to remember? I don't know who that is. And then he has to, to pretend to be part of the FBI. It's just such. Nonsense! It's great. I literally know nobody in this cast. <laughs> That—that's me with most movies ever. Always. Chris Kattan. Oh, uh, Peter Falk. I know. Is that like the like the board game Kattan? No, unfortunately, no. No, this oh. is a uh, uh, Vanessa Shaw. That name sounds familiar. Peter Berg. Nope. Uh, Chris Penn. Fred Ward. Richard Roundtree. Oh, Zach Galifianakis in it. I know that name. Oh, he's in that. Wow. Yeah, he plays. A uh, computer guy. Oh. Computer guy in early two. roles. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not good with pop culture. I, I don't know what actor, actress is and what. It's it's not my strong suit. Well, that's okay. I apparently have another podcast I need to do, and Gordon has been going to the bathroom like 17 times, so I should probably wrap this episode up. Huh? Yeah. All right, if you guys have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsseries.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsseries. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnewsseries.com. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Later. <laughs>